Welcome to another edition of Rolling Home, where we discuss the pros and cons of van life and RV ownership, the RV industry, and RV travel from the perspective of a first-time owner and part-time RVer. That's me. In addition to regular discussion of van life and RVs, there will be occasional conversations on society, culture, and faith. Let's get rolling. Like me, you're enjoying the fact that we've come out of the wintertime doldrums and the darkness of winter and the fact that we can't get out a whole lot and do a lot of things that we enjoy. We've now survived springtime, at least for me. That means uh, battling springtime allergies and, and kind of being able to survive all that and get back to uh the kind of health that I enjoy during the summertime. Fortunately, I didn't have an infection this this uh, spring. Sometimes the allergens and all that that comes with springtime causes me to have a sinus infection. And fortunately, although I had some times and, and still do, for that matter, have some times when I'm uh, not feeling well and because of the way the weather's changing, I managed to survive uh, you know, the, the worst part of it, I guess. And, and now I'm ready to get ready for summer camping and enjoying all the things that come with traveling during the summertime. Well, at my house, which I'll, uh, I guess I could call the, my home base, we've been doing some spring cleaning. And I tell you what, it's just amazing to me how much stuff we can accumulate in such a short period of time. But it's really no surprise because modern consumer society uh, makes us do that, I believe. It makes us to accumulate more things. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, it seems like the more that I accumulate, the less I enjoy life. And I guess that's just the way it is. Some people who have more stuff um, seem to kind of get caught up in stuff and not actually enjoying life. You know, have you noticed that advertising is always telling us to buy the latest and the greatest in spite of what we have may be working just fine? And I get caught up into that. I'm sure you do, too. You know, I've been an Apple fanboy for many, many years. In fact, I owned the one of the first uh, Macintoshes back in the day. And it pretty much stayed with the Apple brand throughout all the ups and downs. And, you know, Apple, just a few decades ago, was on the brink of descending into irrelevance. And and they pulled out of that and have become one of the largest, if not one of the, the largest tech companies in the world, which was pretty amazing because there was a time when folks thought in the beginning that uh, IBM could never be passed over with that. Uh, achievement or that crown and then came along came Microsoft and they became that and then Apple uh, which had a lot of difficult uh, times with changes in uh, who was operating who's uh, you know, making decisions related to their products and things 
But they pulled out of it, and they have now become one of the largest and most influential brands in the world. There's no doubt. And, you know, I guess what goes along with that is they have come to embrace and uh, do an excellent job at deploying a concept of marketing that makes us want the latest and greatest thing. You know, this is really nothing new for Apple. They've done this for many years. Uh, I know uh, Steve Jobs was a master marketer. In fact, those in the computer industry, tech industry, used to, I used to read articles about they would really criticize him for this because they said he was all marketing and his products didn't really deliver. Uh, I tend to disagree with that. I think that Apple has always had uh, more of a different way of doing things and they didn't necessarily come out with products first, but it seems like that they've always taken products, technology, and refined them to the place where you really wanted their stuff and uh, it made it easy to use. That was always Steve Jobs' main uh, mantra, I guess, that uh, has to be easy to use and just uh, you know something that Anyone could, you know, like a computer, personal computer could take and understand and to utilize. Well, who hasn't been tempted to upgrade to the latest and the greatest smartphone, for example? Ignoring the fact that the smartphone that they have, which may already be paid for, works just fine. Well, recently I had some trouble with my smartphone. I have an iPhone and it's an older one and I had was having some trouble with it and I was really pondering the fact that I may need to replace it. It's an aging iPhone 6 Plus, which has done a great job for me over its lifetime. But for under $100, I think it was like $92 with tax, I was able to do some things to it that's going to extend its life. Not forever, obviously, but at least for now. What the upgrade included or, or fixed included was changing out the screen, and adding a new battery. So after I did all that, rather than, you know, pay, what, five, six, seven hundred dollars or whatever for a new iPhone, that little investment that I made resulted in me deciding, you know what, I'm not going to jump into the marketing hype and go buy a new iPhone. I'm just going to live with what I have for now, which is working for me. And my iPhone works just fine, thank you. This is pretty much the way I've used technology my entire life. I've never really been one to pop for the latest and the greatest, but oftentimes for the refurbished and returns. Apple has a great return refurbished program, and there are some that believe that when you buy something that is a, I don't know what they call it, they have a word for it. I don't think it's really refurbished, but anyway, when you buy something that's on um, discount, that they have had returned. Some people say that this is better than new because in the initial check that a Apple product goes through, it's, it's, you know, deemed, um, uh, ready to be sold, uh, retail, but then it gets returned any little minute detail that they missed or a little problem that have, they fix that. And then they do go through rigorous tests. And I've never, had problems with any refurbished uh, computer or otherwise that I bought from Apple. 
you know, so I've never really gone for the latest and the greatest, but uh, these refurbished returns have worked really well for me. And and I basically just use them up. I try to use up technology. I try to use up technology until it you know, basically dies or becomes incompatible with the tasks that I'm trying to perform. I'm convinced that this consumer society that we live in, and some call it a materialistic society, is behind this relatively recent phenomena of downsizing and minimalist living. And perhaps nowhere have we seen this more evident today uh, and lived out more vividly through YouTube videos of of those that are embracing van life and other um, RVing that basically is taking them on the road and from their domicile, their homes, many times folks are getting rid of their sticks and bricks house. I've watched with fascination these people that do this. They sell everything. They may go out and they may buy a, a, a van or an RV, or they may build out a van, whatever, and they hit the road full time. It's not something I don't think I could do, but it just fascinates me some of these people are doing this. And, you know, if you're a part-time van or other, uh, uh, part-time van dweller or other RV tra- traveler, uh, the coming of summer travel means cleaning out the clutter and doing some of this downsizing and minimalizing uh, so you can head out for adventure and really enjoy it. Well, really, the nature of RVing is minimalist living in many respects. If you, you know, if you look at people who have a teardrop trailer, a Class C motorhome, or a fifth wheel, there's only enough room for so much stuff, although there are some fairly large RVs out there on the road, and it's almost like they take their homes with them. But, you know, you know, in reality, you can't take everything with you. And so summertime is a good time to, to kind of straighten up a bit and do a, some reorganizing and to use the quote, do some spring cleaning. Although we're heading into summer, it really is kind of spring cleaning. And while our Class B Winnebago Travado affords us a great amount of flexibility and agility when it comes to travel, the reality is that uh, because it's so small, it lacks storage. We, we really have to really think about what we take with us. And, you know, boils down to we take our essential gear. We just don't really have a lot of extra space for a lot of, a lot of space for a lot of extra stuff. So it's kind of a natural combination for us, which it may not be for a lot of RVers that have larger rigs. And while we use our rig pretty much year-round, for me, spring cleaning uh, is a checklist that I always uh, head into that begins with uh, dewinterizing. And fortunately enough, uh, uh, winterizing and dewinterizing a Travado is relatively easy. It takes probably 30 minutes or so. But I typically winterize when it starts getting cooler in the fall. Uh, probably around October, although I think this past year I may have waited till the first part of November. Of course, it depends on where you live. And then it seems like every year I dewinterize probably around April. That's what I did this year. And that pretty much gets us ready for 
springtime and summer travel and we can start using more of our facilities on our on our van. But it's not a big thing for us because uh, the Travato technically I don't think is a four season uh, class B. But uh, the way that we use it, it really is not a big deal when we're winterized. Uh, dewinterizing it, putting it back into full service is nice. We can, you know, start using the shower again and have running water and things like that. But it's really not a big deal with us. Well, not all of these on this list that I'm getting ready to share apply to a class B RVer like me that pretty much uses the rig year round. I found this, um, this checklist online, spring checklist for RVers that I think is is very helpful, at least to take a look at occasionally. And particularly in the springtime, as you head into summer, it's good to take a look at these things. Under cleaning, time to look at the appliances. And I know we recently got off a trip um, that we returned and of course, we were using our refrigerator and our freezer, and sometimes there's some water that gets left in there, and it kind of molds a little bit. So we always have to make sure that we keep the mold out and clean the refrigerator and the freezer on our RV. Uh, our dinette is a really a point of um, great amount of use because the way that a Class B RV works is you spin the front seats around and and um, makes for a great sitting place at, at the dinette where you can work and, and watch TV or whatever and so that that is really a place that gathers a lot of um, you know dust and dirt and it's good to clean under that of course we always we always vacuum pretty much when we get back from any trip but it's always good to vacuum and we have rugs that have to be um, vacuumed so we do that we don't really wipe inside of cabinets. We do kind of wipe the whole rig down, not only the area up front where we where we drive, pretty much the other areas outside of the cabinets and the cabinet fronts and, of course, the dinette area and the, the bathroom and all that sort of thing. That tends to be where the most dirt accumulates other than right inside the entrance is the bathroom. And of course, it's a great uh, time to go ahead and inspect your AC filter, your uh, screen on your Max Air, which is what we have. Max Air uh, fan gets gets a lot of um, you know accumulation of dust and things like that. And you just take those off and rinse them out underneath a, a faucet somewhere, which works well. Of course, things like regular maintenance on a Class B, which is a ProMaster van, is check the engine air filters and, of course, inspect the engine. We do that on, I do that on every trip. It's always a good idea to check the oil levels. And on a Travato, uh, the generator pretty much gets used, the onboard generator pretty much gets used fairly regularly. But if I haven't used it in a while, it's you're supposed to exercise it for like two hours at a time uh, under load. That's sometimes hard to do because we, we try not to use our generator a whole lot. We try to get by without it. But in the summer months in particular, we'll be using our generator more to power uh, appliances and uh, the air conditioner while we're boondocking. 
it's always a good idea to open the windows up. I've already done this and just kind of run the max air fan and just, you know, kind of let the whole thing air out. Um, even though we do use our rig quite a bit, I do do this occasionally. Uh, you know, of course, if you have trouble with your any of the, your appliances, uh, it's time to get them checked out. Um, I found that during the winter months, sometimes it's a great time to go if you have to have any any work done on anything related to your RV. It's a good time to take it because typically it doesn't seem like that um, the repair places is backed up as they normally are. Also related to mechanical kind of stuff, it's always good to check the water level, the batteries, like in the in the chassis. It's always a good idea to do that. Let's see, what else can we think of here? This is something that I really need to do is the awning. I know there are people that use their awnings all the time and others that do not. Well, we don't really use our awning a whole lot, and I need to get out there and make sure that our awning is still... Uh, Know, got good lubrication and we'll be able to work properly when we when we use it. Inspecting a roof and this it's good to inspect your roof. I do this occasionally mainly it's the seals around the different things that have been cut into the roof of the van that I inspect. Clean the roof. Uh, there's so much stuff on the roof of our van you can't even really get down to clean it all that well other than the components that are on top of it like we have some big solar panels of course, the air conditioner unit, and there's just a lot, a lot of room to. I mean, I could, I try to get my little cleaner device underneath there when I, when I wash the van, but it's not very easy to do. I filled our propane tank up. Gosh, it hasn't been all that long ago, and I think I've only used it once. But it's always good to keep your propane filled. It's good to check any kind of valves around your rig, you know, your waste tank valves, and make sure that uh, handles are all uh, tightened and things like that. That's always good. Uh, sometimes, particularly in the spring, you know how it is with the bugs are active, the wasp are active, you know, uh, dirt daubers and things like that. Some have been known to build nests into like the water heater exterior vent opening or something like that. It's always a good idea to check that. Of course, it goes without saying, check tire pressure, check for cracks in your sidewall. Along that same line, always work on, you know, having a spare available. I know the Travado didn't come with a spare and I've since added a spare. I actually keep it under the, under the storage area in the back takes up quite a bit of space, but I just don't feel comfortable going being out without a spare. Let's see, uh, you know, the water system, I've already mentioned, you know, in winterizing, de-winterizing, make sure there's no leaks. Uh, check all the water pumps. It's always a good idea to check your dump hose and your holding tanks. You know, it's always good to check those for leaks as well. I think it's a pretty good habit to go ahead and check the batteries in your carbon monoxide and smoke detectors at this time. You know, being such a small space, I try to always keep a close eye on those carbon monoxide detectors in particular, and of course also the smoke detectors. I um, have always been a big believer in having a first aid kit. This is just some other things that you might want to think through. A first aid kit, always have a first aid kit on hand. Uh, flashlights, check your flashlight batteries. 
the Mercy radio that I keep. I always make sure that the batteries are fresh with that because you never know when you can use that during a storm to kind of know what the area is going on. Sometimes we go into areas we don't realize what's, what's forecast for the area once we get there. We keep lots of, you know, stock trash bags, toilet paper, and paper towels in the rig pretty much at all time, but uh, need to check those. I know we were low on toilet paper when we first headed out, and I restocked that. You know, just check your linens. Make sure you, you know, you've had washed those up and, you know, restocked those. <laughs> this is something I need to do, I haven't done lately, is check the expiration date of the fire extinguisher. Those things do expire. And particularly with cooking and traveling in an RV, camper van, or whatever, it's always good to know that you keep your, uh, you have a fire extinguisher available and you keep that in good operational condition. Another thing that I meant to mention with uh, doing clean out, spring cleaning preparation for summer travel is to make sure that you change out the blankets and things like that because you're not going to need them a whole lot in the summer and I know at least in a class B camper van they take up a lot of room and so we typically take those out during the summer you know we keep a few little blankets just in case it gets a little cool where we're staying but for the most part that really is a way to help uh, free up a lot of very usable space for us in our camper van Another thing that I'll mention that's important to us is we keep our fresh water tank full, but that is mainly used for, for the toilet, for uh, washing dishes, for washing our hands and things like that. So we really don't drink out of the fresh water tank. That's why I never really worry that much about, uh, I mean, I clean it out and I you know, flush it out and that sort of thing. Some people are just like crazy about how they maintain their fresh water tank. We don't really drink out of it. We, we bathe with it, bathe in it and all that sort of thing. So we have a Berkey water filtration system in our house. So I always fill up a number of these large uh, water containers and trade those out. I always keep one in the refrigerator and I always keep one underneath the uh, sink cabinet. So we always have enough fresh water. Now, last year, I pulled out one of those collapsible water containers. I think it's five gallons. It's pretty heavy when it's full that we used to use when we were camping. And I put filtered water in that. And I keep that in the bathroom. You have to kind of step over it when you go in the bathroom because you know how a class BRB is. There's not a lot of room. But it's always good to know that we have that five gallon jug. I try not to use it all that much. We went on a trip. Uh, a few months ago that I actually used it because we used up all our other fresh water that we, uh, filtered water that we had. Um, it's always good to know that we've got that big old uh, container of filtered water with us. So we really never, never run out. And we love the Berkey. It's, it's a great um, filtration system. We use it at home all the time and it's great for uh, RV van life use as well. Well, that's all I had for you today. Hopefully it's some information you can use related to getting ready for your summer adventures and a lot of it you may have already known but this is just kind of my system that I deploy particularly uh, getting ready for summertime travel. 
But if you have additional uh, items you'd like to share related to your prep for summer travel and your adventures, uh, leave me a comment, rollingforhome.wordpress.com. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Rolling Home. See you again soon. Mm-hmm.